Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer radio show brought to you by Tractor Supply, where we give away more chicken coops and chicken-related prizes than anyone else on the planet. We are often imitated, but never duplicated. My name is Andy Schneider, but most know me as the Chicken Whisperer, author of The Chicken Whisperer's Guide to Keeping Chickens, national spokesperson for the USDA Biosecurity for Birds program, and editor-in-chief of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Today is Monday, August 4th, and I would like to thank all of you for tuning in this afternoon on Blog Talk Radio. This is a live radio show that is broadcast around the world. This radio show is all about keeping backyard poultry, show poultry, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Each week, I welcome experts in their field to share their knowledge about different topics, including backyard poultry, show poultry, heritage poultry, gardening, cooking, and living a self-sufficient lifestyle. Be sure to visit my website, chickenwhisperer.com, where you can follow us on Twitter, become a fan on Facebook, and sign up for the absolutely free digital edition of Chicken Whisperer magazine. Once again, I would like to thank all of you for tuning in today to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer, brought to you by Tractor Supply. When you need an incubator, think Brency, the incubation specialist. Brency has been a world-leading manufacturer of incubators for over 30 years. Incubators from 7 to 380 eggs with high-quality electronic and digital controls, including precise humidity control and programmable egg turning, all at surprisingly affordable prices. Visit them online at Brency.com. Brency spelled B-R-I-N-S-E-A. That's Brency.com or call 1-888-667-7009. Enter the coupon code WHISPER at checkout and save 10% on their incubators, brooders, egg candlers, and other incubation accessories. When you need an incubator, think Brency. Technology you can trust. You've just entered a dimension of dirty water, a dimension of poop-filled water, a dimension of stagnant water. You've crossed into the dirty waterer zone. But up ahead is your signpost to cleaner water, the Bright Tap Chicken Waterer. 
the Bright Tap waterer is fully covered. Chickens drink from special valves, so dirt and droppings can't get into the water. Chickens get sparkling clean water. You get less work. No poop-filled water pans for you to touch or wash out. Bright Tap, clean water made simple. Visit chickenwaterer.com to learn more. That's chickenwaterer.com. Cackle Hatchery is a third-generation, family-owned and operated hatchery. They offer over 193 varieties of poultry shipped directly from their facility in Missouri. It's their mission to enhance your life by providing you with quality poultry for showing, meat, enjoyment, eggs, and pets. They specialize in hatching purebred poultry and shipping day-old chicks right to your local post office since 1936. 4-H and FFA Youth Poultry Clubs get a 10% discount. Check out their website, CackleHatchery.com, for posted weekly specials and discounts. That's CackleHatchery.com. Hi, I'm country music artist Nathan Osmond, and you're listening to Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. And the mighty bird against prejudice continues his fight for law and order. So when you hear that cry in the sky, you'll know it's Super Chicken. Alrighty, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. I uh, just want to send a shout-out to everybody that's listening live today. Thank you very much for taking time out of the uh, the afternoon to uh, learn more about your backyard uh, poultry. We thank you for tuning in. I uh, want to say hello and thank you to the thousands of people that listen to the archive show on iTunes.com, Podcast.com, Zoom.com, and, of course, right here at BlogTalkRadio.com. School is in session, so a special, special shout-out to all the homeschoolers that listen to the show and incorporate this show in your daily curriculum. Thank you very much for tuning in, and uh, I wish you all the best for a successful school year, and uh, all the feed and seed stores around the country that tune this radio show in live every day for their customers. Thank you. Hope you do business as well, and I hope you're getting ready for fall, and that kind of is a segue. Uh, I was uh, surfing some of the chicken uh, forums on Facebook last night. One popped up, and Somebody asked the question, how do I keep my chickens warm in the winter? And uh, it, uh, it's already started, folks. So uh, here it is in uh, the beginning of August, and people are already starting to get concerned about how they're going to keep their chickens warm in the wintertime. And, of course, I had copied and pasted all the information that I've posted over the past uh, 10 years uh, about doing so. Uh, but it is something that uh, you might want to start considering now. The sweeter heater is a good option if you choose to heat your coop. And uh, you can get that at many, many retail places um, across the country, including firststatevetsupply.com. And... Um, but uh, it is never too early to start thinking about that, and there's plenty of information. You can go back to the archive shows, uh, and, and we've covered plenty of information um, about that. So uh, you'll want to make sure that you uh, learn all about keeping uh, backyard, um, your backyard poultry uh, comfortable this summer, and it could be where you're just going to use some uh, straw bales and extra bedding and things like that. But if you live in a really, really cool area, I know, some people are just going to heat. We like for you to stay away from the dangerous heat lamps, um, but we also want you to um, uh, 
keep them keep your keep your flock safe. So I've been busy talking about that on some of the forums about uh, winter coming up, even though it's August. So uh, nonetheless, uh, uh, review a little bit about that. So we got a great show lined up for you today. We do have Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, joining us, founder of First State Vet Supply. Visit them online, firststatevetsupply.com. And uh, we want you to uh, know today's topic, we're talking about emergency medicine kits. And, and I know a lot of people have uh, chicken first aid kits, and they have this, that, and the other uh, in there to, you know, for injuries and filing the nails and the beaks and, 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 and ointments and, and, you know, things like that. Uh, but a lot of people seem to kind of ignore uh, medicine. You know what? What you know the, the injectable or, or, or the medicine you may add to their water source or uh, different things like that, intermuscular, uh, subcutaneous, so um, uh, um, uh, applications. So today we're going to talk about emergency medicine kits and what really need what, what meds do you need to keep on hand. Okay, because uh, many times on this show, uh, Peter, we've had people call in. Uh, Peter, Peter can attest to this because he talks to people every day. Uh, they call them needing some help with their ill chickens. And many more times than not, uh, even on the show, we've asked, okay, what do you have on hand? Do you have this? This is what we recommend. Do you have this to go ahead and mix up and add to your water? Do you have this that you can give um, to your chickens? And more times than not, the answer is no. And so now they're going to have to wait important treatment for their backyard chickens because um, they don't have it on hand, and so they go, now they have to order it. If you want to pay out the nose for next day's shipping, that's one thing. Then it's two or three days before you get it. If it's just ground or you uh, postal service, it may take three or five days to get it while your chickens are suffering or something that you could be treating them with. It. Now, the problem with that is some meds can be quite expensive, and they do have an expiration date. So uh, the dilemma here is, you know, you stock your kit with a big bottle of medication that was 48 bucks just for that one medication, and then you're fortunate enough not to need it over the next two or three years, and then lo and behold, it expired. And then all of a sudden, now you need to buy it again for $48. Well, there's a solution to that we're going to talk about today, the emergency medicine kit. Uh, we're going to talk about what it comes with, what medicines are included, what those medicines are for, and they're basically smaller containers of meds. So if, they, if you're fortunate enough not to need in it, well, the whole kit's $24.95 instead of one bottle of medicine being maybe $45 or $48. So, uh, but it's just enough to get you started if you happen to have, before the expiration date, um, uh, in a situation where you need some meds, gives you enough to start uh, treating your chickens immediately, which is the right thing to do, while you order more if need be. So uh, a lot of times, again, people think about a first aid kit. They don't think about an emergency medicine kit. And so uh, we're going to talk about that today, specifically the emergency medicine kit at firststatevetsupply.com. Uh, I think it's $24.95. And um, we're going to talk about that and what the meds in there do So uh, and, and what the, the, the instructions that come with it. A lot of meds you order from online have, really will have no information about how to utilize those. So uh, it should be a great show today. We're going to go ahead and go over to the phone lines, uh, and we're going to bring on uh, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Let's give him a big chicken whisper. Welcome. Yay. Hey, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Andy. How's, how's everything hey. going today? It's going good. We had uh, some nice cooler weather. I say cooler. Probably uh, the um, low 80s, which was nice with some breeze, but 
today it's uh, that's gone. Now it's back to good old southern South Georgia heat, and I'm sure we'll continue that for the rest of August. But um, uh, we're, we're, we're something we deal with. So, but, but that little cool front that came through, I know people up north got a, a lot better taste of it than we did, but it was surely welcome. But uh, we're just kind of switching gears. We're getting ready for this. Uh, we're leaving about two weeks to go on the six-week uh, tour. So uh, I've been out in the uh, RV getting it stocked, uh, reset, clean, and all of them inspecting everything, and just kind of getting it road-worthy since we'll be in it for about six weeks, heading up toward your way. And I sent Jen over all the addresses of extracurricular places I'd like to stop, possibly on our way back. I think we're going to concentrate on work, so on the way up, get that out of the way, and then on the way back, take a couple of weeks to just meander back home, and we're hoping we'll be able to see both you and, and uh, Dr. McCray in that in that area of the, the Delmarva Peninsula, and uh, maybe we can stop up and see some other folks. Uh, there's a company in uh, Connecticut I want to visit, and um, I think Massachusetts uh, up that way, and so um, so we're trying to send her addresses to where we can try to work that in on our way home, but uh, we're kind of switching gears and getting ready in two weeks out and starting to get some things ready, thinking about what we'll need for that six-week trip, but uh, other than that, it's kind of the same old, same old spreading the chicken love. We're glad you could join us today, and uh, important topic, I was thinking about it over the weekend, and I said, hey, let's talk about this, because uh, uh, it, uh, again, time in and time out, we hear folks, you know, well, do you, can you go ahead and start this? Well, no, I don't have any to order it. And well, you know, you, you start talking with people and picking their brain about it, and that's a big concern. It's, uh, it can get expensive, and then they expire, and they've got big bottles, and it's like insurance. You know, you may never, ever, ever use it, but um, and then it expires, you need to buy it again. So, so that's it's an issue. Um, you've come up with a very uh, good solution that's been on the market for about a year or so, and so I thought we'd talk about you know having an emergency medicine kit. What you know, what you recommend being in it, um, and then what those specific things or drugs or treatments do, and then the solution, of course, is uh, is the emergency medicine kit that you have and in your store, which is going to save people a lot of money. So, but allow them to immediately start taking care of their chickens if something should happen. So, I'm going to turn it over to you, my friend. Yeah, we had uh, talked about this on and off many, many times before the before the kit was uh, was developed, and and at the actually the kit came more to fruition through uh, folks that listened to the show. Um, kept asking for when we you know when and if we could put one together. So that kind of was the motivational force be, behind it. But it is true. Um, uh, I would say at least 95 plus percent of the time uh, when I <clears throat> talk to folks on the phone or. Uh, whichever, uh, and they have an issue of some sort, the proverbial question is, what do you have? The answer is nothing, uh, and uh, not everybody lives next to a tractor supply, and uh, for the most part, if you go to a tractor supply these days, you're not going to get a whole lot either, and uh, that's not really a knock on them. Uh, you can't necessarily, in their position, keep every medication uh, that every person might want at some future point in time. Um, Part of the reason for it is inventory control, dollars and cents. That's that's a big issue. Uh, the second is uh, uh, all of the stuff is dated, uh, for the most part. And um, you know, uh, to uh, have stuff sit around uh, that costs, uh, let's say, uh, to the uh, to the vendor uh, twenty, twenty-five, thirty dollars uh, uh, an item, and then ha- have it outdate and. You know, some companies 
when you're, you're a tractor supply, some companies, they have deals. They'll, uh, if it's uh, within so many months of the expiration, they usually won't take it back after it expires. But uh, we're not in that luxury uh, line. Everything we have, if it expires, i got to eat it. And, uh, right. But, uh, you know, generally they don't take it back after it expires. Sometimes it depends on how big the account is and, and how much uh, squawking you do. So those are the rhymes and reasons why they don't necessarily keep them there uh, because of the, the, uh, the those cost factors. Um, so we put this kit together with those kinds of things in mind and uh, sat down and, and wrote a list of things and uh, um, threw a lot of things off the list because even at, even putting them in small amounts would put the cost of the kit uh, above the target of where we wanted to be. Uh, mm-hmm. We felt comfortable at the... $25 range and struggling actually to stay there. Um, we may put a different mix in the kit. There's, there's some talk about that here in house as to uh, what we can do to to uh, uh, keep from losing more money on the kit. The kits are not money makers, by the way. People might think they are, but uh, between the bottles and the caps and the labels and the labor to to uh, break things down, weigh them out, measure them out in the proper amounts, and so on. Um, not really pushing uh, things over the top of the limit so it's it's not and and it never really was designed to to uh to be the huge out front make your million dollars and go home uh, type thing and this was designed to make it affordable for folks to uh get some medications that they may want or need uh so we we went through and we looked we looked at a lot of different things and um we came up with uh, originally there were 10 items one had to be taken out at the manufacturer's request we did so um, and, and got rid of that. Uh, we ended up now with with nine uh, products that we're able to currently put into the uh, to the mix of things. Um, and we tried to get t- to the point where we could give things that covered almost all of the bases, which is fairly difficult um, to do it and, and do it with good uh, you know good products that have been tried and true. So we we came up with nine nine products. Some of the medications, some not. Um, some would cover uh, everything from respiratory issues to uh, to uh, uh, worms, uh, to vitamin deficiencies, to amino acid deficiencies, uh, to uh, uh, immune system health, uh, and uh, uh, through uh, good gut health. So we we went all over the place and came up with the, these items. And then after getting the list together and uh, uh, so on and trying to put this kit together. Um, I came up with an idea of uh, uh, giving you all of the directions, number one. That's paramount because if you've got a bottle of something and you're wondering how to use it and you've got to call around nine places and try to figure out if somebody else knows how to use it, there's no point in having it in the first place, certainly not have, have, uh, buying it from the, the outfit that you were buying it from. So what we ended up doing was there's, <clears throat> there's four sheets of um, information that come with each kit. And uh, two of those uh, explain exactly what each product is. So it's kind of neat in, in uh, layman's terms to have somebody take a product and lay it out for you as to what it is uh, and what the general reason you would have this product for. Uh, for instance, if you um, picked out the bottle of uh, oxytetracycline, you said, oh, well, I've never heard of this before. Let me see what's going on with that. You could take the content sheet and... Um, it's the very first product on the context, uh, a content sheet, and you could look on there, and it would tell you that it, <clears throat> what it is and basically, you know, what it's used for. 
Um, we don't go into directions in this particular uh, sheet. We wanted to keep it separate so that uh, you could understand what you have. Okay. And um, after you get through the the um, uh, the content pages, um, I thought about it and I said, well, they need something to help them decide what the problem is. So what we did there was we created a, a reasonably detailed sheet of symptomology or symptoms of various diseases that things in the kit would cover. And this gives you a, a huge uh, leg up uh, in determining what product to use. So you don't need to call around. You need to open your kit. You need to take your paperwork out. I need to sit down and you need to read it. And um, by reading what the products are and then looking at the symptomology sheet or the symptom sheet and then looking at your particular situation, you should be able to, within reason, come up with a plan of what this problem that you're having is. Then you should be able to go back to your content sheet and pick a product from that that would fit the situation at hand. After you've done that, you can then take that and look at the usage sheet, which will exactly tell you how much to use in a gallon of water for each and every product uh, that was supplied in the kit. So um, some of the products don't necessarily go, um, or, or at least one of them doesn't go in the water, and that would be the turmeric, okay? And it'll tell you how much of that and uh, to put on the feed and so on. Um, so all of these products cover... Um, and I'll just give you a quick rundown through them, and at the same time we can we can uh, uh, make a little bit of a review uh, as to you know some of the uh, the diseases that a person you know might see uh, with these particular uh, 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 types of situations that that you might get into. So um, if you were looking for um, if you look at the oxytetracycline, we tell you in it that it's a um, and it's a concentrated product, okay? Uh, so it's a powerful uh, oxytetracycline, which is a, in one of the four tetracycline groups, uh, and it's a water-soluble antibiotic, and we tell you that's used mostly for respiratory issues. So if you were having a bird that was uh, sneezing, coughing, um, swollen eyes, swollen face, uh, runny nose, that kind of thing, that would be your tip-off and you would go to your symptom sheet, and right there in the bottom it says respiratory symptoms. And you could look at that, and you could say, okay, those respiratory symptoms fit that product. That's the product I'm going to use. Then you go to your usage sheet, okay, and it will tell you on the usage sheet that you need to use two teaspoons of that in a gallon of water for 10 to 14 days. And um, each and every product is, is like that on here with the four different sheets that, that you would get. And... Um, so some of the problems uh, that would be respiratory issues, we've talked on the show before. They can go back in the archives and get all the detailed information, but you would basically be looking at uh, uh, respiratory infections caused by either coryza, uh, which uh, predominantly has the swollen face, uh, and not in all birds, but you would see uh, maybe some swelling on one side of the face. It's rarely ever both sides, but left alone and untreated long enough, you could see it. Um, you could also see uh, what we call conjunctivitis in the eye, that's the redness around the uh, eye tissue. It generally isn't the eyeball itself. You'll, a lot of people think sometimes they'll look and, 
and they'll pull the eyelids apart, and there's no eyeball. And I said, my God, the bird lost its eye. The swelling usually at that point is so severe, it's pushing the eyeball back in the eye socket, and the, uh, uh, the uh, tissue is, is uh, so swollen it just surrounds the whole uh, eye. And the problem with that is that <clears throat> you would have to, uh, it left unchecked, uh, and that cuts off the oxygen to the, to the eye. Uh, that can cause uh, other types of bacteria to grow, and then and the bird ends up going blind. So uh, the other one you would look at would be uh, MG, or what we call CRD, chronic respiratory disease. Um, very slow spreading in a flock as a general rule uh, compared to coryza. Coryza is pretty fast uh, um, as things go. Um, if you came out today and a bird had coryza, you come out tomorrow and a few more have it, and uh, the next day a few more, and the next day a few more, and within a week to 10 days, probably close to almost everybody in a particular pen where it started. Uh, whereas mycoplasma, uh, it's kind of like nickel dime to death. Uh, you know, one year, one there, one year, one there, very slow spreading as, as a general rule. Uh, we have seen some instances there uh, where the mycoplasma uh, has picked up a little bit, and it probably has more to do with the fact of the rate of infection within a particular flock. In other words, a higher degree of birds in that flock having a problem uh, left unchecked for a while, and then it will spread uh, fairly readily. Uh, one of the reasons why the mycoplasma, the MG, CRD, doesn't spread uh, as readily as does the coryza, uh, the MG organism is what we call a, uh, 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 yeah, lost my train of thought. It ha it's a um, uh, very small uh, uh, bacteria and it has a uh, no-cell wall. And uh, because it doesn't have that cell wall, it makes it very fragile, so it doesn't live well outside the bird's body. It is also a uh, bacteria that is uh, uh, what we call host-dependent. Okay? What that means is that uh, even if it did have a cell wall being host-dependent, living outside of the bird's body uh, it wouldn't do so for very long because of the fact that it gets all of its nutrients and all of its uh, nourishment from the host, meaning the chicken. So um, uh, the word I was looking for before is mycoplasmal bacteria, meaning that it's small and it has no cell wall. The uh, coryza, a little bit different, has a cell wall, is uh, very hardy outside the bird's body, uh, very easily uh, reinfects other birds, spread bird to bird very easily, uh, usually through uh, the uh, contaminated feed, contaminated water, droppings, uh, and so on. Um, most of the time it's man that spreads it more than anything. Um, you go into a pen not realizing that birds are sick, uh, stepping in, in droppings, going to the next pen, and uh, leaving some behind. Uh, that methodology can take a little bit of time to spread, but it does, and, it, and it, uh, uh, it is, it's a tough one to get rid of as, as well. Um, mycoplasma, uh, in order to get rid of it, uh, takes a, uh, a monumental effort both on the part of yourself and your pocketbook. Um, you might end up putting a lot of birds down. Um, uh, there's a possibility of, uh, of vaccination. Um, it's just uh, one of those diseases that's uh, very, very tough to get rid of uh, and very difficult to medicate your way out of it. And medicating your way out of it uh, can be very, very difficult, um, but it has been done but it is, again, very, very expensive. So um, looking at your kit, those are some of the things you could do for respiratory issues, and all of your information uh, will be there uh, right in front of you. Okay. Um, when we look at um, 
at other symptoms that you, you might see. Uh, we look at um, uh, coccidiosis being one of the uh, other problems that we see. Um, and <clears throat> you don't always see blood in the dropping, so w waiting for birds. And this is where um, management comes in. I uh, said many, many times and continue to say coccidiosis is a management problem. Uh, you did not manage your, if you had a problem with it that was severe, you didn't manage your birds properly, you didn't manage your medications properly, or you didn't man manage the, the litter uh, that the birds are in uh, properly. And uh, you've got to try to keep the, uh, uh, the moisture content of the litter down around 30% in order to be successful. Uh, and a lot of folks don't do that. A lot of folks go through and they start cleaning things out on a daily or weekly basis. Uh, this is detrimental to the birds because it doesn't allow them access to their own droppings uh, on a consistent basis, and then they cannot build uh, the proper immunity. Um, so you, if you're waiting to see blood in the droppings, um, you're not managing properly. We, the, the, usually the first symptoms that you'll see with coccidiosis are birds that are lethargic. Uh, yesterday you went out and everybody was fat, dumb, and happy, running all around the yard, uh, chasing feathers, chasing bugs, and chasing each other. Today you come out and you've got two or three birds standing around, uh, droopy-winged, ruffled-up feathers, sad sack face, uh, all of that kind of stuff, standing on one leg um, and, and sleeping, or didn't come out of the coop at all today, uh, down off the roost, sitting in the corner, uh, sleeping. Um, these are all uh, symptoms that we see. Uh, with coccidiosis, and that's the time to treat them when you first see that slowdown in activity, okay? They're not having a bad day. They're not like you and I. They don't phone in. We're not coming to work today uh, because we don't feel like it, okay? Um, and it doesn't take long for this stuff to get take hold. Um, a lot of misinformation uh, out on the web. Uh, it can take uh, as, as little as five to seven days for coccidiosis to get rocking and rolling in your pen. Okay, uh, heard somebody say the other day, well, you know, the, it takes three or four weeks. No, it doesn't take three or four weeks. Uh, if the conditions are, are right in the, that brooder uh, or in the yard where the birds are being kept, uh, you can look at uh, five to seven days uh, of, of good moisture and good heat, and those oocysts will replicate like crazy. The birds will pick them up, and uh, it, it, the, the, the problem that comes along with it will be ugly. And uh, once they get to the point where, where um, they're uh, bleeding and bleeding uh, <clears throat> fairly well, very difficult to stop it and get it under control. Uh, that's really where your mortality starts in. Uh, when I do my disease seminars, uh, coccidiosis is one of the diseases that I usually lead off with because I want to get everybody's attention. I want to get everybody focused in and looking at the slide presentation. Okay, And what I usually do is the blood and guts one where the the, the blood in the, in the intestines coagulated, and, and it's just the whole inside of it looks like uh, ground up uh, chopped meat. And that uh, usually gets the few run off to the bathroom, a uh, few run out of the room. Those that sit there and listen uh, have learned a valuable lesson. This is how it gets when you let it go. So, in you're looking at your at your kit, um, you've uh, you've again looked at the symptoms. We've uh, you've uh, determined that you've got a problem with coccidiosis. Um, You've got two choices uh, in your kit for coccidiosis at this point, um, and uh, those two choices would be uh, Ampril, it's in a liquid form, and the other would be sulfadimethoxine, 
it's a 12.5% um, uh, 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 liquid of sulfadimethoxine. Either one of them will work. Uh, in this day and age, the way things, I never liked to lead with uh, a sulfur drug, but we're finding more and more resistance to the Ampril. And for those of that, you that are interested, Ampril and Core are the same thing. Uh, neither one works better than the other. Uh, they're manufactured by the same people. Uh, the powder is the 20%, whether it's Core or Ampril. The liquids are both 9.6%, whether they're uh, Ampril or Core. So it makes no difference either way. Um, just the dosage is different. Okay, so we elected uh, to give you the the, uh, the liquid in the kit and the sulfadimethoxine in the in the liquid is, uh, in, the, in the kit as well. So you could choose either one. I would judge how severe I thought the case was on which one I would use first. Um, if you decide to use the Ampril first and in a few days' time, let's say two to three days, you're not seeing results, I would immediately pull it out and immediately switch right over to the sulfadimethoxine. You do not have to wait to do this. So if you determine in your mind uh, and, and, and so on that um, you feel you still have coxie and you're not making progress with the Ampril, then you can immediately pull that water out, mix the sulfadimethoxine, put it in the drinking water, and, and go with it. Uh, the Ampril cord, whichever one you have, uh, is an antagonist. Uh, and it'll have no detrimental effect by using the sulfadimethoxine uh, immediately uh, after using it. So you won't have any any drawbacks to to that situation there. Uh, and you look on your uh, emergency kit <coughs> usage directions. It'll tell you for the liquid to put two teaspoons in a gallon of water, run that out five to seven days. Um, the sulfadimethoxine will tell you to take one tablespoon. Okay. Uh, for all intents and purposes, a teaspoon being 5 cc's or 5 mLs, and a tablespoon being 15 cc's or 15 mLs, and you'll run that sulfadimethoxine for no more than five days. If at that point you are still having difficulty, uh, you've cleared up most of the birds, uh, you may, believe it or not, have to come back behind it with the Ampril. It just depends. It depends on how how far gone the birds were uh, when you started your, your treatment, okay? So it's very, very important that you pay attention to those uh, parameters and uh, make those determinations uh, as you go along. So if you have a bloody coccidiosis, don't mess with the Ampril, go right to the sulfadimethoxine uh, because that's what I would do because I think you're going to be wasting your time uh, with the Ampril at that point. Um, moving along, the... Um, uh, one other comment I want to make about the sulfadimethoxine, you could use it in conjunction with the oxytetracycline for respiratory issues. Uh, the reason we don't recommend it up front is that most respiratory issues will take uh, a minimum of 10 days and usually closer to 14 days before they'll be resolved. Uh, you can't use the sulfadimethoxine for that longer period of time, and it may give you a false sense of security. If you ran the sulfadimethoxine for five days and you were successful and birds appeared clear, uh, within two or three days after taking it away, they may come back with it again. And you can't come back with the sulfur drugs. So you've got to go back with the oxytetracycline. So that's why we recommend that you uh, run the oxytetracycline uh, 10 to 14 days. You could run the oxytetracycline for 10 to 14 days and come back with five um, 
days of the sulfadimethoxine if you wanted to finish it out that way. If you ran out in the kit and didn't have enough to go to 14 days, uh, you could certainly run the sulfadimethoxine for the next five days. We do that with folks that have big flocks um, that buy the sulfadimethoxine that we sell it also by the gallon. And you can take that product uh, because it makes uh, one gallon will make 256 gallons of water. So a guy that's got four, five, six hundred birds that are sick and needs to medicate them, uh, he's going to spend a ton of money on the uh, oxytetracycline. So what we may do is we may take and run the oxytetracycline for seven days and come back in and run the sulfadimethoxine for another five. You could run the sulfadimethoxine for six days, but I like to err on the side of caution with five. Okay. So looking at those two things. Uh, you do have a barrel, double-barreled approach uh, in this particular kit. Um, jumping off to, to something a little bit different uh, would be um, uh, mineral deficiencies and or vitamin deficiencies. Uh, and there are three products in your kit to help you with this. Okay, uh, Those three products would be Replamin Liquid uh, with iron. It's a terrific product. Uh, A-light amino, amino acid concentrate, and the Vitapro B. The um, Vitapro B is, um, in my opinion, uh, one of the most uh, powerful uh, and useful uh, products that, that you will, will, will uh, ever get your hands on at this point in time as far as a water-soluble, complete uh, vitamin package is concerned. Uh, it does contain a probiotic, um, which uh, works for, uh, for good gut, gut health. Um, we don't recommend using vitamins when you're using uh, amprolium or Corid for coccidiosis. want to throw that out there, too. Uh, and the reason for this, and this will make this statement in your uh, content sheet under uh, Vitapro, it will explain that, that you don't want to use any vitamins when you're using uh, and treating for coccidiosis like that because it does have thiamine in it, and uh, the, uh, the Amprol works by tying up the thiamine uh, in the bird system uh, that the oocysts that are causing coccidiosis uh, need to survive. I want to address another issue. Um, somebody was yapping the other day on, on Facebook about they don't want to give the Amprol because they don't want to create a vitamin deficiency. That's ridiculous. Um, you're doing this for five to seven days. You're depriving the oocysts that are causing the coccidia uh, of the needed thymin. Uh, the bird has plenty in its system uh, to, to draw on uh, from, from uh, things that it eats and everything else, but we don't want you to complicate that system and compromise that, um, uh, that amprolium by just dumping in uh, more with vitamins. They don't need it at that point. Where they may need those vitamins would be after a round of coccidiosis. And, uh, so then you would take the Vitapro, quarter teaspoon per gallon of water, and um, you could mix in with that the A-light amino acid. Uh, amino acids are the building blocks of life. You'll see that in your, in your sheet as well. Um, and this is a uh, complete amino acid product. Um, amino acids are um, uh, interestingly named uh, 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 products, uh, I'll just give you a couple here as example, uh, L-arginine, um, L-methionine. Methionine is an extremely important one. Um, 
and they call them essential amino acids, and those are the ones that, that when you buy feed and why we always recommend that you feed a complete feed, whether you're making it yourself or you're buying it at the store, uh, because some of these amino acids, uh, when they're deficient uh, in a bird, cause huge, huge problems. And uh, we, when we talked about our, um, our talk on here, and you can go back in the archives and look it up, and when we did the ones on supplementation, we talked about the lack of one leading to another that is there in abundance being held up and not being able to be absorbed or used because of the lack of something else, whether it be one of the amino acids, whether it be a mineral, uh, whether it be uh, one of the vitamins. So you need to take all of this into consideration, um, and you could put these all three of these products in the, um, in the drinking water. makes it easy. Um, the replement liquid would go in... Um, uh, at uh, one teaspoon per gallon of water. Uh, it is a chelated, uh, meaning that is a, 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 it's just a mineral product that is attached to um, readily absorbed amino acids. And uh, those amino acids allow those minerals, uh, molybdenum, cobalt, uh, and so on, uh, manganese, magnesium, uh, calcium, to be readily absorbed uh, almost instantly uh, and therefore become very usable in, in the bird system. So we've seen some, uh, you know, some tremendous uh, uh, improvements in eggshell strength, eggshell quality, uh, and overall bird uh, health using uh, the Replimin, the A-Lite, and the Vitapro uh, mixed together uh, in the drinking water and, uh, and administered, uh, you know, to the birds. Uh, we generally um, <clears throat> will uh, do most of these things for about five days. Uh, I recommend the A-Lite the Replimin and the uh, Vitapro uh, in a breeding program. Um, I am convinced from, from what I see uh, that most people have uh, breeders that are somewhat deficient in vitamins and or minerals, and these cause a lot of their hatch problems, uh, birds that don't get out of the shell due to the weakness um, and, and, and uh, uh, so they, they cause a, a much lower hatch rate. Uh, yeah, the, the deficiency of the of these vitamins, minerals, and amino acids. So it's, I recommend that um, for two weeks prior to putting your breeders together to run these in the in the drinking water uh, every day, and that gives them because uh, for the most part they're going to excrete what they don't use. And uh, when you start putting your breeders together, you will have given these these birds the best chance to produce the best offspring uh, possible. But we see it many, many times. Birds fail you to thrive. Um, sometimes that's genetic, but a good portion of the time uh, it is from breeders that are, are deficient in, in one way, shape, form, or another. So it's going to be to your advantage uh, to, uh, uh, to take these things and uh, use them properly. They're in your kit. You can always experiment, play around with them. But read the literature that comes with it. It's extremely important, very informative, and will guide you in making the proper decisions uh, to, uh, to, to uh, get your flock past a particular situation. The kit is not designed to take a full-blown outbreak of, uh, of uh, uh, a particular problem and take it to its, its end point. Um, it's designed to, keep, uh, to get something into them immediately so that you can gain control you can get more or more powerful antibiotics, whichever you may need, uh, to remedy the situation. Uh, but it will give you a great start. Uh, we've been very successful with, with the kit. And I, I, I've gotten a lot of feedback from folks um, 
you know, about the kit and, and the things that are in it and so on. And, you know, we're looking about, at, at, at this point, <clears throat> we are looking about uh, going into some other products to put in the kit, and we would like to hear from the listeners as to what they would like to see additionally in the, in the kit um, and if it's doable from a financial standpoint. If we add anything more to it, we probably won't be able to stay at 25 bucks. But that right. being said, uh, if you're getting more for your buck, it still makes a difference because some of the uh, some of the other products uh, that I have uh, in, in mind uh, would be more broad spectrum wormer. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I'm actively looking into that because the most common worm you're going to find out there is the roundworm, and the piperazine that's in the kit will take care of that. Okay, so we have piperazine in the kit um, for you to uh, to use for your roundworms. Uh, bear in mind, it will not take care of. Uh, you know, tapeworms, uh, capillary worms. So you're uh, probably looking at what, valbazin? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at valbazin, and I'm also um, playing around with um, some uh, levisol and may may decide to put both in. I don't know. Um, still looking at numbers, trying to, trying to, uh, uh, you know, trying to, to, uh, to get things in line. Because <clears throat> I'll, I'll tell you, just this, this has nothing to do. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. It, the um, the um, a couple of the manufacturers have just had some huge price increases on product, and um, um, you know I don't know where it's going to end. It's it's kind of like cars, you know. Um, you know you want to go down and buy a uh, a Chevy Suburban today. You know, uh, I think the starting price is somewhere around fifty grand, and my thinking is you know. Who the heck is going to be around to buy these things and, and waste fifty grand on? You know, I mean, obviously there are people there. There's no question, but you know, I don't see fifty thousand dollars for a car. Period. Um, you know, to, you know, from my perspective. Now I'm sure there's lo- loads and loads of people that, that probably think that way. But um, you know, uh, my brother just bought one all decked out, a Chevy Suburban, and. Uh, you know, I think he's nuts, but that's okay. It's his money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you all about posts, but back when we were looking at upgrading our tow vehicle so we could upgrade our camper next year, we started looking at pickup trucks, and um, I, I was just, I was floored. Chevy Dodge, Chevy, it didn't matter. I mean, we saw pickup trucks that were sixty thousand dollars. Yeah, you got just like, are you yeah. kidding me? What happened to the twenty-five thousand dollars pickup truck? Because it doesn't exist anymore. I'm telling that, you what. And uh, well, it won't be I, long before I, you'll be able to buy one wheel for, for twenty-five grand. <laughs> that's crazy. I, could, I mean, I couldn't believe it. So I was like, man, what? What, what do these people do? Finance it for thirty years? Their their payment would be a thousand dollars a month. It's ridiculous. So, and and I'm not a fan of buying new anyway. But we, we, as much as we travel, we have to have you know good reliable transportation. So we we lucked out. And we were blessed. We found one that was two. Actually, it was a year and five months old, um, and uh, uh, twenty-five thousand miles on it. And it looked immaculate, and is, is exactly what we started looking for because we didn't want a lot of frills that would just go bad and have to get repaired and things like that. So it was just. Yep. I mean, all we care about is engine training. <laughs> so that, you know, everything else in there is just for you know. But um, we we lucked out. I was I was I was amazed. So plus, you know, you drive that. Sixty thousand dollar truck off the lot. Five minutes later, you know it's worth forty two. <laughs> and then um, and then we're upside down, and, and you know we have to keep it for the next ten years just to get something back out of it. So yeah, no thank you, but no, I, I completely agree. Hey, we've got a question in the chat room for you. Sure. Um, 
it says, uh, let's see here. So if you're treating chicks, uh, are the electrolyte and probiotics, are, are they okay, both okay in the same water? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, um, there, there's no detriment to it uh, at all. And I, I will go back and say I was going to get to a probiotic here. I, I wanted to finish up. Um, I was going to go to break, but yeah. I, I well, you, you can go to break. That's, that's fine. I, I, that's, that's okay with me. Um, but you know, nutritional symptoms, you know, the symptomology you, you, and things that would make you want to use, um, you know, um, the Replamin, the, uh, the A-Lite, and the Vitapro, uh, eggshell strength. We talked about that. We've done a couple of shows here and talked about eggshell strength. We've talked about, uh, you know, what makes birds stop laying in the heat, the rhyme and reason why. Um, so anything nutrition-related, uh, uh, eggshell uh, uh, problems, uh, sometimes birds are missing some of the, the essential nutrients and the system is shut down because they can't put uh, enough shell down on the, on the egg. They're taking it out of their body. Uh, they've reached that uh, uh, balance where there's no more equilibrium and it's gone the other way, so they shut down the egg production. So some of these products can, can help uh, bring that back. Uh, clearing up fertility problems, hatchability problems, egg production problems, growth problems, feathering problems. <clears throat> and you know we've done that, Andy. We did that here a couple times on the show uh, a year or so ago, uh, you know, where they were having that problem with, with feathers. doesn't mean you're going to buy this stuff, use it, and uh, the whole world is going to be uh, hunky-dory tomorrow. That, we're not saying that, but uh, these are, are tremendous uh, options uh, that are the kit explains what you're going to be using it for, how much you're going to use, and, and some background information, uh, at least basic, uh, uh, about the, the, uh, the product. Uh, the same thing for, for, uh, um, for you know, ra uh, the piperzine for the, for the roundworms. Um, the, the basic thing you're going to see with, with uh, roundworms, you'll, before you notice there's really a problem, you're going to see them in the droppings in some way, shape, or form, and uh, they just look like spaghetti. And uh, you know that's that's what you're basically you know going to see uh, as far as as the roundworms are concerned. And then you would start uh, with your, um, uh, your your piperzine in the in the drinking water, and that's going to be a tablespoon per gallon of water. It's a one day deal. Uh, we recommend that you go more than one day, but uh, you 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 can do that. It's not not a big deal. And um, you know with some of these things, there will be some egg eating issues, especially the. Uh, uh, there is none with the Amprol, there will be with the sulfadimethoxine, none with the Replamin, there will be with the oxytetracycline, nothing with the A-Lite, nothing with the Vitapro, and there will be with the Piperzine. And that's just the way it is. Um, but, um, you know, you can, you can establish your own withdrawal time. Um, I, would, I would suggest a minimum of 14 days, and I think for the most part you'd probably be good after that. But um, I misunderstood uh, the question in the chat room. They were asking um, regarding the um, electrolytes and the uh, probiotics in the same water as the ampral if you're treating the uh, coccidiosis. Well, the, the, the vitamin electrolyte compound I wouldn't use if I was going to use the, uh, the ampral and I wouldn't use the probiotic uh, at that point in time because... Uh, I don't think it's going to be beneficial to the gut. What I would do uh, is after I treated with the Amprol and or the sulfadimethoxine, I would come right back with a probiotic. Anybody that's listened to the show and, and knows me for a long period of time, uh, I've been a big fan of probiotics before they ever became popular. I've mm -hmm. uh, 
researched it out nine ways from Sunday, uh, and um, you know we've done some what I we've, think are, are great great shows uh, on on this yes. program uh, about probiotics, what they do, how they work. Uh, bear in mind, it, you must you must to have a successful uh, uh, growth of have successful growth of the of the uh, chicks that you're producing. You must have a good, healthy intestinal tract. There isn't any question about it. Uh, over 60% of the bird's immune cells, uh, called gut-associated lymphoid tissue or GALT, reside in the intestines. Uh, we've talked about the fact that um, uh, uh, even in even in humans, there there are studies now showing that certain types of schizophrenia uh, may be gut uh, health related. And, can, and I won't say easily be fixed, but an attempt can be made to help these people by trying to change the gut flora. It's a huge, huge, huge win all the way around. And um, we'll come when we come back from the break, we can finish up with probiotic and turmeric. Okay, no, that, that sounds great. I uh, appreciate all the information so far. And again, folks, like uh, Peter said, we have really done some awesome shows about the probiotic. You can go back, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash Backyard Poultry, and uh, you'll see all our archive shows, uh, over 900, and uh, just uh, if you want to specifically look for uh, Monday shows, that's when Peter's mostly been on, but you can also go to Google and just type in uh, Chicken Whisperer, Probiotic, Peter Brown, uh, and a lot of times it comes up kind of towards the top uh, and a link to that specific episode uh, as well. So I want to give that for uh, all of our listeners that may have missed that episode on probiotics we did with Peter Brown. Our guest today, again, Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor, founder of First State Vet Supply. And uh, we're talking about emergency medicine kits. Some of you do have a first aid kit for your chickens, but kind of overlook having some meds on hand if they happen to uh, come down with something. So we're talking all about that. If you missed any part of today's show, you're just tuning in, no worries. It too, today's show will also be archived uh, for your listening player 24-7, probably about 10 or 15 minutes after the show ends. So we'll go to break. We'll come back and and, uh, finish up with Peter Brown talking about emergency medicine kits. Hey, it's the Chicken Whisperer. If you're in the market for a new incubator, then look no further than GQF. They have a great selection of tabletop and cabinet-style incubators at prices you can afford. I love my GQF Genesis Model 1588. It has a large picture window and an automatic thermostat, which makes for a better hatch every time. Go pick out your new incubator at GQFRadio.com. That's GQFRadio.com. Pictures of chickens on aprons are common across America, but picture a chicken wearing an apron and you'll probably get a good chuckle. Laugh if you must, but nothing protects hens better than the Hen Saver Hen Apron. Hen Saver Hen Aprons protect your hens from the damage caused by an overly affectionate rooster and may even provide protection from an unexpected hawk attack. Hen savers come in several different sizes to fit both bantam and standard sized hens and roosters. Colors include camo, denim, navy, brown, khaki or black, and soon pink. Crazy K Farm is expanding its already colorful hen saver collection to include the color pink. A portion of their sales will be donated to organizations that fund breast cancer research and awareness. Order your Hensaver aprons today at hensaver.com. That's hensaver.com. 
Ideal Poultry has been a family-owned and operated business since 1937. Their business is built on customer service and quality poultry. From rare white and brown egg layers to broilers, ducks, turkeys, and bantams, Ideal Poultry is the largest supplier of backyard poultry in the United States, shipping close to 5 million chicks annually. Visit them online at IdealPoultry.com. That's IdealPoultry.com. Introducing the Chicken Fountain, a new way to water your flock. The Chicken Fountain will change your life and keep your chickens healthier by providing clean, fresh water every time. No more daily cleaning of dirty chicken waterers. This semi-sealed system keeps every drop of water fresh and clean. Proudly made in the USA, the Chicken Fountain will provide your flock with fresh, clean water for years to come. To order your Chicken Fountain, visit ChickenFountain.com. That's ChickenFountain.com. Do you provide a heat source for your backyard chickens in the winter? In most cases, it's not necessary. But if you choose to provide a heat source for your backyard chickens, it's imperative to use a safe and effective heat source, and the only one I recommend is the Sweeter Heater. The Sweeter Heater is a safe, completely sealed, washable, non-breakable, energy-efficient, long-lasting and reliable specific area heater that comes with a three-year warranty. Ditch the dangerous heat lamp this season and invest in the only heater I recommend, the Sweeter Heater. Purchase the Sweeter Heater online at SweeterHeater.com. That's SweeterHeater.com. Actually, in reality, I am Super Chicken. How would you like a punch in the beak? This looks like a job for Super Chicken. You get the super sauce. I'll don my super suit. All right, thank you very much for staying with us today on Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. Every Monday we welcome Peter Brown, also known as the Chicken Doctor. Today we're talking about setting up an emergency medicine kit to go along with your chicken first aid kit. And uh, Peter, we'll turn it back over to you. Yeah, so the last two products that are that are in the kit, uh, one is the probiotic, and um, it is a, uh, a, a multi-species uh, product. Um, basically, the, the main ingredient in most of them uh, is, uh, uh, or the big player is Lactobacillus acidophilus. So uh, you will have that in your in your kit as as well, uh, and it'll give you some general guidelines. Um, uh, on, on uh, you know, when, when you might want to use that, mainly during uh, times of stress, uh, after uh, a disease outbreak. Um, I'm a big fan of using it um, uh, more often. Uh, it, it works by producing, um, uh, the lactobacillus produces acid, changes the pH of the intestine. Uh, when it changes the pH of the intestine, it makes it tougher for the uh, bad guys to set up shop and live there. Uh, also, the lactobacillus acidophilus uh, will uh, attach itself to the intestinal wall. So when it does that, um, it makes it tough for the other guys to even set up shop. So, um, again, r- keeping in mind that uh, over 60% of the uh, uh, bird's immune cells lie within the intestinal tract, it just makes good sense to uh, to keep them in good shape and keep that uh, 
immune system working uh, as uh, efficiently and, and uh, as well as possible. Um, and um, uh, the directions are there, two to three teaspoons per gallon of water. Uh, once you get started on something like that and you're going to use it on a regular basis, uh, you could probably cut that back to one teaspoon in a gallon of water. But for the purposes of the kit, because we want to uh, get that gut populated uh, as quickly as possible, we uh, we do jack it up a little bit and uh, uh, want to get that uh, that uh, lactobacillus to uh, populate the intestine and and get everything back in good you know working shape. And uh, in, in my entire career, um, and I've been messing around with uh, with chickens uh, well over 50 years, uh, it has to be one of the best. Uh, products uh, that I've ever seen, seen that came along that does what it says it's going to do uh, day in, day out. Um, and it's only now in the last oh, maybe five, six years or so uh, that even uh, the commercial poultry industry is starting to take a harder look at it uh, for, for lots of the same reasons. And uh, people that are wanting to go um, and uh, you know, go to uh, a more natural approach to things would uh, do themselves real well to uh, use a probiotic, uh, as well as the uh, oil of oregano. There's no bigger home run around either than the oil of oregano. It's it's just one of those products that uh, they don't come along very often. Lots of times uh, products come along and uh, everybody beats their chest about them, but they fade into the sunset pretty quickly. Um, these two products uh, are not going to do that. They're only going to get better and better and better. And uh, we've been seeing that uh, time in and time out with the oil of, of, of oregano. Um, uh, it's just one heck of a product uh, as, as far as that's concerned. Uh, last but not least, in this particular kit, we put a product in to try to help uh, boost the immune system, and that uh, product is turmeric. Um, it is Indian spice, and contained in that turmeric is the active ingredient curcumin. Um, what this <coughs> product will do uh, is enhance the, um, the amount and quality of the bird's immune cells that, that are circulating uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the bird's bloodstream. Uh, this has been done in a, um, in a controlled study. Um, it was done in a... a um, several different times in, in some commercial flocks where they uh, administered different rates of uh, different levels of uh, turmeric uh, in the feed and then came back and they measured beforehand and then they came back later and measured uh, the uh, amount of immune cells that were, uh, uh, were present and after using the turmeric the, uh, there were more immune cells uh, circulating in the bloodstream. Um, and. Um, so you will see more of more of this as these things become uh, more readily available. Uh, a lot of things will come out in research and show that they do a good job, but then it becomes a question of how much is it going to cost to get to the end point. And when you start talking uh, broiler chickens and stuff like that, um, a lot of people think these broiler companies, while they do make a lot of money, it's the volume that makes the money. Uh, a per pound cost on some of these things is very narrow margins, and uh, they can lose money on a flock in a heartbeat. And uh, so it uh, it always ends up for the poultry companies, uh, whether it be here or, or other countries, how much is it going to cost me, and how much am I going to make on it at the end of the day, as to whether they use it or not. So, 
So there's a, there's a lot of good research over the years that has come and gone uh, because the end result uh, was not affordable. So, um, but that's the kit in a nutshell. And, and like I said, it comes with a, the sheets to explain what the contents are about. It comes with the sheet for symptomology. It gives you some idea of, of how to decide uh, based on the symptoms that you're seeing versus the symptoms that are on the sheet that comes with it. Uh, and then the usage sheet, I tell you how to, how to use all of this. Uh, the turmeric product, <clears throat> basically, you're going to add it to the feed. Uh, it's hard to judge exactly how much to put in the feed, so a good rule of thumb is to start out by uh, sprinkling a, a little bit over the top of their feed and see how they react to it uh, because it, it is a uh, spice and they, they, uh, they may react to it negatively in the beginning, so you might have to mix it in pretty good. But uh, here, here on occasion, we've had occasion to use it here on our own flock, uh, not lately, but uh, a while back. Um, and as long as you don't go crazy with it and put too much in, it's not one of those things where uh, a little bit is good and a whole lot more is better because it will make them stop eating it. So uh, uh, no more than half a percent of, of their total daily ration, uh, and that's not very much. Okay, So I say just enough to barely cover the top of the feed, mix it in, let them eat it. And as long as you're using it on a regular basis, uh, it will boost their immune system. There's no question about it. The research was quite clear. Yeah, that stuff, you know, you talk, you remember you're talking about the um, whole of oregano about a big turkey farmer that you've got that's ever since he started using it solved a lot of problems for him. Yeah, we're into that two and a half years now. Not one case of blackhead. And while this isn't a controlled study, in other words, we don't have a flock uh, of a thousand birds to uh, compare it to, but we do have farm history of 20 years of, of constant annoying blackhead that cost him probably over those 20 years, uh, probably more than $100,000 or more. Um, and uh, we do have the laboratory reports that came back saying blackhead, 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 blackhead. So um, we know it was there on the farm. <clears throat> we, we know that it was a problem. Uh, and ever since we introduced the, the oil of oregano, um, we've not had one case of blackhead. As a matter of fact, um, uh, last year uh, he had more turkeys to sell than he had customers, which was a first. Um, and it wasn't because of his high price. It was because more birds lived, okay, because he was always buying extra birds, figuring the mortality, and he had to have so many for, for customers because most of the people he deals with come and get birds there every year. Okay, they, they're, they're fresh. He kills them right there on the place. When you come and get it, uh, your, your bird has is, is, uh, uh, not been refrigerated for, for more than a mere matter of hours, uh, certainly uh, no more than 24 hours, and you're picking it up and taking it home. So it's, it is that fresh. So he has a, people standing in line, and uh, the, the funny part about it was you know, he had a, a dozen or two birds this past year that he had no homes for right off the bat. So it was kind of interesting that... Uh, it's gone full circle, and the, you know the only thing we have to compare it to is, is farm history, and now the farm history has changed the other way around. There are no cases of blackhead at all, no mortality to speak of, uh, that's related to uh, uh, you know to the to the blackhead situation. So we've come through there. Uh, I've got other people now that are using it uh, and seeing results in their flock: better feathering, better looking birds, healthier birds, less problems. Uh, it's it's just a um, uh, a, a terrific overall uh, product. Um, I have one gal that uh, has used it in, in, a, in a bird that she had 
that, uh, and she's a nurse, so I'll go on what she's saying, but she felt that the bird had ascites, which is uh, what we used to call water belly. It's an accumulation of fluid in the body cavity. And uh, she swears up and down since she started using it that uh, that problem has alleviated itself. Now, I can't tell you any more than what people tell me, but uh, I have more people telling me now, uh, you know, my good friend Walt up in uh, Connecticut swears by it. Yeah. Walt's a regular user of it. Uh, it's helped him in a lot of different ways. Um, um, I've got another fellow over in, uh, in Virginia. I've got them all over the place, but these are just people that come to mind that I've had recent conversations with uh, you know, concerning this particular product. Uh, and it's, it's really worked out really, really well. Uh, it's not like your regular oil of oregano. Um, the active ingredient in these is Kravacol. It is a... Um, you have to have one that is high in that particular ingredient, so it's not the same as what your mother has and what your wife has in her uh, uh, spice cabinet. Uh, these are selected strains that are, are uh, or species uh, that are, are uh, selected for their, their level of this ingredient. And um, this particular one, uh, like most oil of oreganos, you get them and you put them in water and they lay on the top. This doesn't. This goes right into solution. Uh, on that turkey farm, we're using 40 ounces of this in 1,000 gallons of, of water. Now, you would think diluted out like that, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that you really wouldn't be able to smell it very much. And uh, he uses this really large stock tank that's got like a manhole in the top of it. And I guarantee you, after he fills up 1,000 gallons of water in there and dumps that in there and stirs it up a little bit, you stick your head in there, you'll come back out, and your sinuses will clear up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's really neat because it doesn't lay on top of the water at all. It it uh, it almost actually um, uh, looks like uh, skim milk that's been diluted about you know 200 times more so. And uh, uh, but re really works really really well. I want to mention two things before we go. Uh, okay. be, because of the hot weather, we've got some some really good buys on extra waters if people are interested. Uh, I've got a gallon and a half water with an extra large base on the bottom, um, and it's got a handle on it for carrying purposes. And uh, uh, they're uh, they're they're being sold as as two for 16.95. That's really a bargain if you look at it. A three gallon water uh, to carry just three gallons to 14.95. So to get the convenience of having two that you can split a gallon and a half up, and then this this <clears throat> hot weather that we've been having and more yet to come, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think you want to have three gallons of hot water out there anyway. You're better off with a gallon and a half and dump it out and, and, and replenish it several times a day. So we have those. We're still running the special on the um, on the one-gallon uh, large base uh, waterers as well. So uh, they're both there. Um, I've got a closeout special on a on a um, automatic nipple drinker. I believe it's on there for 19.95. It's a it's a uh, fairly large unit. Uh, it's a couple of three feet across the bottom. It's triangular. It's got a uh, automatic valve at the top. You screw the valve in, uh, hook your uh, small hose to it, um, and uh, you can use, actually use a bucket. You can use anything you want to it. It's got to be low pressure, and uh, it's got ten nipples across the bottom. So that that's a bargain uh, for anybody looking for for uh, extra waters and stuff. They're right online. You can you can go and buy them there. Awesome. Yeah, and that's first state. VetSupply.com. Again, that's first state. VetSupply.com. If you have any questions for Peter, it's chicken dr 
That's chickendr at firststatesupply.com. And, of course, what we talk about for the show, the emergency medicine kit, $24.95. And that will be a great addition uh, to your first aid kit to have it on hand. And we talked a lot about that during the show. If you missed any of it, it will be archived here in the next few minutes. You can go back and listen to the show in its entirety, 24 hours a day, seven days a week for your convenience and enjoyment. So, Peter, thank you very much. Great uh, great topic today. Great information. It affects every single person who has chickens, period. No whole part. And uh, hopefully we'll get some people to... Uh, to get that uh, to get that kid, so they can be uh, they can be prepared if something should happen, and if something doesn't, awesome. You just didn't waste hundreds of dollars on medicine that you didn't have to use. Twenty five bucks. So yeah, that's uh, thanks for joining today. We look forward to seeing you next Monday, my friend. Yep, we'll see. You. And if you want to, we can do. Um, uh, I want to do a show on mosquitoes, mosquito control, oh. and you know what yeah. they're all about, and so on. Um, and then just to pique everybody's uh, interest, uh, the show after that, um, I want to do a, a show concerning um, can you change the uh, or influence the sex of the bird by changing the incubation temperature. So that should be an interesting topic for everybody. It should be really interesting. So mosquito control coming up next Monday, and the Monday after that we'll look at um, yeah, uh, maybe determining the sex of the hatch. So, uh, hey, awesome yep. information. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure to have you on, my friend. Okay, take care. Take care, you too. All righty, that's going to wrap up another awesome episode of Backyard Poultry with the Chicken Whisperer. We are so glad that you tuned in today. Hope you found the show uh, very uh, chock full of information and, uh, and helping you decide to take better care of your chicken. So we're glad you tuned in and uh, tune in. Monday through Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Remember, visit us on Facebook and Twitter. God bless everybody.